T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sports Daily is on KFH. Hey, Shocker fans, want the latest on Wichita State Athletics? Let's go right to the source with Shocker AD Kevin Saul. All right, and welcome back. A little, uh, you know, out of order on when we'd normally have Kevin Saul in. We appreciate uh, the last-minute adjustment here as the athletic department has a big announcement yesterday. Wichita State announcing a master plan for Wilkins Stadium where the softball team plays big makeover starts with facilities for the players, eventually gets to uh, more comforts for the fans. Uh, Kevin, I want to ask you about a couple other things, but before we get to that, this announcement, tell tell us, you know, how long has this been in the works? You know, why now? And and how does this work moving forward for the the program? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks again for having us on, uh, Jacob, Tommy, and uh, appreciate it. You guys doing well this morning? Yeah, we're just we're we're Good. catching our breath after a spirited baseball Hall of Fame debate right before we had you on. <laughs> I'm sure you did. Okay, good. Well, as you mentioned, the uh, the facility master plan is really a process that in- incorporates all of our facilities within athletics, um, and and basically just charts a pathway for where where we're headed. Uh, it takes time and and effort and energies and partnerships with architects and engineering firms to do all those things, but it lays out a plan, right, for you because it, in order for us to do an effective job meeting the needs of our students, recruitment, retention, development, we've got to have a good plan for our facility. That's not something that we've done here globally for all athletic facilities before, and so that's important. Um, as a part of that, uh, softball is really the first step for us for a number of reasons. Um, when I, I got here, guys started July 5th. Um, as you know, we've talked about it before. Uh, we made uh, significant investments in Coach Bredbender and her staff uh, to keep them here. Obviously, they're doing an awesome job, and, and uh, it's been a great experience working with them. We've also uh, made some short-term investments, significant investments in the facility. Uh, we did uh, batting cages. We've done lights. Uh, we are currently in a third-base dugout expansion, both depth and length, uh, be a restroom in that dugout and all those things. And we do that with the intention of looking at a team operations building and a full indoor infield that would sit behind that third-base dugout between Wilkins Softball Stadium and Heskett. So the answer to the question of how long it's been in progress, uh, back to July. Uh, the university and the athletics department has been, been investing in, in Wilkins Stadium 
um, since prior to my arrival, and that investment will continue. We're excited to announce that we're going to go with an artificial uh, surface uh, where all the grass is now will be artificial turf. Um, at the conclusion of this season, that will also help us for a lot of reasons as well. So a lot of short-term things going on in terms of investment for softball, and then this represents really the, the first step in our global facility master plan because we do need to address the conditions with which our women's softball program are living day in and day out just not they're not uh, up to standard and what we need here and so uh, that is a high priority for us so kevin on top of softball the other major focus of this is the five hundred thousand dollars that will be evenly allocated between endowed scholarships for students majoring in math and also men's basketball athletes Talk a little bit about that portion of the project uh, and the priority and, and why that is going to, to that location. Well, I, I will share with you, obviously, we are incredibly appreciative and grateful and humbled by the, the generous gift uh, from the Park family, Linda Park family, and then the Brothertons as well. And the, the Park family estate gift basically earmarks and identifies three pathways for uh, their $1.1 million gift. Uh, one of those pathways was to assist uh, uh, math uh, students at Wichita State. One of those pathways was to assist in offsetting scholarship costs for men's basketball student athletes. And the other pathway was identified as a key capital or facility priority as determined by the president of the university. And uh, as our release mentioned, um, uh, President Muma has been incredibly supportive of the growth in women's athletics and also our softball program, and so made the choice um, to uh, to he made the determination to go ahead and invest those dollars into uh, the softball facility, and so obviously that helps us create some momentum in our fundraising efforts. So when we see that, and this is one of the reasons we we had you in quickly, is we see that, and and it caught my eye because it was real high in the release there. So when we see, you know, the endowment, half a million dollars going to uh, men's basketball athletes, um, or at least half of it, what what does that mean? Well, like, how, clear, how is that though, money Jacob, used? Let's be clear. Yeah, let's be clear in terms of what that is, because I think we can maybe misrepresent that when we say it goes to men's basketball student athletes. So um, the SESO, you guys have heard of the Shocker Athletic Scholarship Organization. Um, that is an organization yeah. that has a board where we raise dollars uh, specifically for academic scholarships. Um, athletic sponsors, I think the number is 207 uh, scholarships. It's like 207.3 uh, total scholarships among our 250 student athletes. You will recall maybe three or four games ago at halftime, uh, we presented a check uh, to President Yuma for almost $4 million. That is the cost of those 207.3 scholarships, okay? The seat donations, when you buy basketball season tickets, there's a ticketing portion of that, but there's also a seat donation portion. That seat donation goes strictly to uh, paying for the scholarships uh, and paying that because athletics – pays the university for the scholarships that we offer for our student athletes. So the $500,000 that you see in that release um, is intended to offset those scholarship costs over time. So Kevin, I want to, Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Jacob. Yeah. I was going to follow. So it offsets the scholarship cost, but is there, you know, is this just, what is the benefit? Because it, in, 
and that's why I read it that way is because it says students majoring math and men's basketball athletes. Um, is it so? Does it just push other money down the road to be used in other ways, or or how does something like it's that like work? Any, and of Jacob, course, it's like any Jacob. It's like any endowment. You may have an endowed professorship on campus, right? Where somebody, uh, a generous family, might say, "Hey, we want to donate as part of our estate gift. We want to donate ten million dollars to an endowed." Uh, professorship or an endowed department chair or an endowed dean. And what that does is it sits in a foundation. It typically spins off four to five percent um, interest um, every year. And that interest okay. is, on the principal is used to fund whatever the um, generous donors identify as what they want to fund. So on a million dollar gift, you know, four, four percent is going to spin off forty thousand dollars a year. And so what that does is it sits in an endowment and it helps spin off interest that offsets um, men's basketball scholarship costs. And so obviously for $4 million in scholarships, um, if you were to say $4 million is 4% of what number, right, or 5% of, of what number, that's $80 million. We would need an endowment of $80 million to spin off the $4 million to be able to offset all the scholarships. So it gives you a sense of the magnitude of what we spend on scholarships and what it would take from a foundation's perspective. But the true story of the day is the focus on our softball program and our softball student athletes and the plan we have for Wilcom Stadium. Yeah, I want to ask you about that, Kevin. So it's been it's been phenomenal to watch the the transformation of the softball program over the last decade or so under Coach Breadbinner. Uh, and it, it really seems like not only through the release, but just, you know, looking at social media from the, the players uh, over the last 24 hours and even Coach Breadbinner, uh, the, uh, the, the sense and the feeling of investing in women. Uh, so, so talk a little bit about the importance from your perspective at Wichita State of investing in women's athletic programs. Well, it's incredibly important, guys. We've got... Um... 15 sports. We have 250 um, programs. Um, we are over 50% of our student athlete population is female. Um, so it's incredibly important for us. Um, you know, since the 50 years ago, since the passage of, of Title IX, um, all of those investments have gotten better over time. I come from a background and a, a history of uh, investing significantly in women's athletics at the University of Kentucky. We did do $250 million in capital construction, much of which uh, benefited um, our female student athletes as well. So that piece is critically important uh, for us. Coach Breadbenner, her staff, all of our alumni, our, our softball student athletes throughout the history of the program, um, are all to be credited and appreciated for where we are. I think, guys, the, the, the image that I think about is, is the, the young women that have gone through our program over the last many years and decades that planted seeds for trees that would bear shade or fruit for uh, individuals other than themselves. And that's ultimately what we're celebrating is um, that we stand on the shoulders of others. Uh, who have accomplished before us. So it's a, it's a, going to be a great facility. It's going to be something that our alumni, our fans, our student-athletes are very proud of. Guys, the facility is really no different than 
um, buildings on the innovation campus or Woolsey Hall, our new business building. At the end of the day, these buildings are investments in recruitment, retention, and student development. And athletics is no different. Um, we need to be able to step up our recruitment, um, our retention, and our development. We need to be more competitive. Um, there's a reason why the three state institutions, um, regents institutions in the state of Kansas all have new business buildings within the last 10 years. It's a competitive marketplace. We're, we are competing um, with uh, other institutions in the state and in the region for softball student-athletes and then all the student-athletes in all 15 of our programs. We need to be very competitive in that space to recruit, retain, and develop. Let's talk about retention, especially with softball, because they retained like 100 out of 121 home runs last year, retained All-Americans, all of those things happening. And I imagine this stuff goes hand in hand. But where has, you know, not just softball, which has obviously done a good job, Where where is everything coming in the retention piece of college athletics right now for Wichita State? Well, it's a great question, Jacob. We could probably talk about for an hour about retention and the, the multifaceted layers of student-athlete development and, and the culture of your program. What's interesting is a couple of weeks ago I read an article that, that referenced a top 100 prospect camp for high school male college basketball uh, players. And the top, I think, 25 of those 100 young people were surveyed, and they, they were asked, hey, what, what are the criteria that you look at when you're making a decision on your college institution that you're going to attend? And NIL, shockingly, was, was not number one. It was number three. And number one and number two were player development and relationships with the coaches and staff. And so when you talk about retention, um, that, that's the enigma that every single university is trying to solve, and there's so many elements to it. It's personalized attention. It's quality coaches and staff. It's development. In athletics, it can be a component of NIL as a tool of retention. It's not the most important part of your program. Uh, facilities is an important aspect of it. The academic program that our student athletes are engaged in, um, distance away from home, all of those things are critically important to retention. Well, Kevin, uh, we, we can't let you go uh, without mentioning Shocker Game Day today uh, for men's basketball at Coke Arena. Tulane comes to town, uh, 8 o'clock tip inside Coke Arena. I want to get your thoughts on, uh, of course, on Sunday, the Shockers hit the road to SMU, got a two-point win on the road, and now tonight they've got a chance to get back to 500 in conference play. Uh, your overall assessment, where you think things stand after that road victory on Sunday against SMU and looking ahead to Tulane, to Tulane tonight? Yeah, I thought the, the, the victory, any road victory is a great victory, right? We're never going to apologize for wins. And um, so I was really excited that our, our, our guys had a hard-fought win at, at SMU. It was interesting. You know, late, I think Craig picked up his fourth, and he comes out. We go on a 15-0 run. Um, to to get up significantly and then um, and then they go on a 15-0 run and now all of a sudden it starts to feel like a game that's going to go into overtime but we we closed it out I thought played well James Rojas has had a really good uh, stretch here the last two or three games Melvion continues to to provide that energy and spark and and all those things are are very good obviously we ratcheted up uh, here against Tulane who's five and three in the league I believe and and sitting in the top five so um, that will look very similar to a Cincinnati-type um, competitive um, 
game tonight. And so uh, we'd love to have Shocker Nation in Charles Koch Arena for a, a later tip, 8 p.m. tonight. Uh, but uh, it'll be a, a great game against Tulane. And uh, we'll keep moving forward. The guys are working really hard. Uh, we're, we're learning lessons. I see us addressing uh, some some themes, problematic themes, trying to accentuate some some assets on our team as well in terms of skill sets and what we do well. So uh, we'll keep at it, keep evaluating, keep trying to get better every day. Yeah, Tulane, East Carolina coming up the next two before that big Houston game. Pretty critical in that AAC standing. Also, all on national TV. But get out to Coke Arena tonight. You can hear that game right here. Uh, with us on KEYN, pregame coverage begins at 7 o'clock. Kevin, appreciate the uh, last-minute schedule adjustment. We'll have uh, some time down the road here to talk again, but wanted to get that in. Wilkins Stadium, huge renovation. Uh, and real quick, you guys, it, I, just before we go to break, because you guys still have to raise a bunch of the money, right? You have the first phase of it, but if people want to be involved in that, how can they be involved in that? Yeah, that's a great question. I appreciate you asking that. The first step is is creating a plan. So we entered into a facility master plan globally so that we had a plan for all of our facilities. We dive in just a little bit deeper in uh, softball uh, to make sure we understand what this thing's going to look like conceptually, functionally, programmatically. And uh, what that does, guys, is, is what you saw yesterday. It gives us some renderings. It gives us some detailed cost estimates in terms of what we're looking for. Having a plan um, and a vision is really what's important to fundraise for it. So phase one, uh, $7.3 million. Um, we will work uh, very diligently and have here the last four to six weeks to uh, to work at that very hard. Understand we're very early in the process. You have to have a plan and a vision before you can sell it, right? And, uh, and then we will go through the process of selling that plan and vision. A lot of folks are fired up about it. We're excited to talk to them. And then you get into detailed design de- development and then ultimately construction. So we're, we're, there is a process to all of this, and, and we're in the first few, few uh, steps and phases of that process. All right, Kevin Saul, we appreciate it. We'll talk again soon. Enjoy the game tonight, and uh, here we go. So, sounds good, guys. Thanks so much. Go Shockers. 869-1240, your number to call. There goes Kevin Saul. Uh, coming up right after the break, we'll jump right back into it. Another guest, Brian Haney, voice of the Kansas Jayhawks, joins us to talk about that skid and what is still on the slate for KU basketball moving forward. It's all coming up. Sports Daily rolls forward on a Wednesday. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.